0: When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. God. The judges are drunk. Wasted.
1: The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. This is going to be a very faulty episode. It will. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of True Crimes
1: Against Wine. I'm Topher. And I'm Judge Rachel.
0: And today we are going to go all the way to Egypt.
1: Ancient Egypt. I don't know why I'm a ghost.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Judge Rachel. Yes. True or false. Yes. Beer. Uh Uh-huh. Is the oldest potable drink. True. True.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: True or false, it is the most widely drunk potable drink. True. True. Okay. And. And? Beer is also the third most widely (sighs) drunk beverage, period, after water and tea. True. Yep.
1: I won cross examination. You
0: Sure did. Beer me, bro. Beer me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the spirit of beer, we're going to be drinking some beer today.
1: Awesome. This is the first.
0: This is a first.
1: All right. Cheers. Cheers to beers.
0: So, today we're drinking Bud Lights.
1: Yes, we are. Topher's favorite beverage. Mm. We call him a real Bud Light head.
0: Yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. It's my
1: favorite. So what flavors are you getting from this oh light?
0: <laughs> tastes like hops and beer.
1: Okay. I, it is, as the name says, light. Yeah. it's It goes down very easy.
0: It tastes like beer water. Yes, it does. Yeah. Why are we drinking beer today?
1: Because you love it, Topher. End <laughs> of story. End
0: of, end of podcast. <laughs>
1: And we're done. No, we're drinking it because today we're talking about different trans icons. That's right. Yes. Which is very exciting. Yes. You know, trans people and bud light go hand in hand.
0: Much like beer, trans people go all the way back to ancient Egypt. That's right. That's
1: right. That's true.
0: Always been here.
1: Always will be. Yep. With their Bud Lights.
0: Their Bud Lights.
1: Yeah, so let's kind of talk about why we're talking about different famous trans people in Bud Light specifically. Mm -hmm. Back in the spring of 2023, Dylan Mulvaney, who is really big on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, you've probably seen her. She is a trans social media star. She also does some acting and singing, but she had this partnership. I didn't know she sang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was in the Book of Mormon tour. I did not know that. Before she um, transitioned, yeah. Oh, my God. She's a lovely voice. Wow. Yeah, a really lovely voice. Anyway, she had this brief partnership with Budweiser to promote Bud Light, and we'll go into the details in a second. But it was supposed to just kind of be like this fun little goofy thing, and then it blew up and was this whole thing for months and months and months.
0: I remember seeing so much of a whirl on social media about it. It really brought out all of the nastiness in people, for sure.
1: It really did. So let's talk about the details. Okay. We'll talk about Dylan and then some other trans folks and have our, you know, standard cross-examination for you.
0: Oh, I thought we were going to skip that today. Why? In honor of trans people.
1: Why? You think you <laughs> get off that easy, Tover? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know I have no heart. <laughs> so back in March-ish, do you know March Madness? The sports thing? Yes. Do you know what sport? Football? No. Soccer? No. Basketball? Yes you got it. <laughs> There's a thing called March Madness with basketball, where there are a lot of basketball games and da. And that's my extent and of it. And, and it's mad. And it's in March Madness. And that's my extent of the March Madness. <laughs> so Dylan had partnered with Bud Light as part of his promotion that they were doing of carrying contests, like how many cans can you carry? And you get a chance to win fifteen grand. Da 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 da. Okay. So Dylan partnered with them and they did this thing. By the way, this is gonna be a very bulky episode. It will. It will be. <laughs> Normally, we're pretty gassy people. Yeah. But the fact that we are drinking carbonated beverages, specifically beer, is going to make us real belchy real fast. Yeah. So you're welcome. (laughs) For all the people who are really into that, this is your episode. This is your episode. This is your thing.
0: You can pay us on our OnlyFans account.
1: You have that set up finally? Finally. Finally. Good. Because I've just been hoarding the cash. I mean, storing it safely in the Uh. meantime for you. (laughs) Yeah, so Budweiser did this thing with Dylan where it was part of this promotional contest where people could win 15000 And then they put on a can specifically made for her. Cheers to 365 days of being a woman. Oh. Because Dylan does her, like, days of girlhood yeah. thing on on TikTok. Like, that's kind of how she got started on t- Or not how she got started, but how she got really known yeah. on TikTok. Was as she was um, going through her transition, she was posting about these things that she was, like, kind of discovering about herself as as a woman.
0: So wholesome. She
1: is so sweet. She's so sweet and just, like, positive and uplifting and Mm -hmm. just a really lovely person. Yep. Of course. (laughs) Of course. There was this huge backlash. Because
0: people are
1: shit. From conservatives where they... We're just going after trans people in general and Dylan specifically. And yes. it was horrible. Marjorie Taylor Greene Ugh. posted some stupid social media thing saying, I guess not the king of beers anymore. They're the queen of beers. <laughs> like, she's Not even not, clever. She's not clever.
0: It's not even clever. That's the thing.
1: And like queen of beers could have been like a really fun tagline for Budweiser anyway. Right. You're just done, Marjorie. Yeah. A bunch of other stupid politicians like Ron DeSantis and Ted Cruz also said dumb stuff. Kid Rock. I hate to break it too, over. Kid Rock's a shithead.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Knock me over with a feather.
1: Mm-hmm. Kid Rock posted this video of himself with an AR-15, because he's also a gun nut, shooting up a bunch of cases of Budweiser.
0: That he'd already purchased,
1: dumbass. Right, so he gave money to the company mm-hmm. and he shot them up. And so then there is a backlash to this backlash, of course where a lot of people were really criticizing these idiots who were attacking Dylan and trans people in general and also attacking Kid Rock for using a gun. Like, one of the fathers of the victims of the Parkland shooting in Florida Ooh, yeah. went after Kid Rock and was like, my kid was shot by an AR-15. You're an asshole. Yeah. Like, this isn't something to joke about. Yeah. So, you know, it's this whole big media storm throughout all of this.
0: Of course, Dylan handled herself with such grace.
1: She did. And she took she took a break from social media, understandably, for mm-hmm. a while, too. I would
0: have had to as well.
1: Yeah, because she is so open on social media. And it's just, you know, if you're just being attacked relentlessly like, all the time. You have to protect yourself. You have to yourself. step away. Yeah. yeah you t- Even you have though to. there are a lot of people who love and support her. At some point, you're like, I just need a break from it and step away. Yeah. So she did. Oh, no. <coughs> the tuberculosis.
0: Oh, no. The TB.
1: How do you think Anheuser-Busch, the company that owns Budweiser, responded to all that?
0: I would hope well.
1: You would hope. (laughs) (laughs) They gave a very wishy-washy response. Of course. Of course. They are like, we're just in the business of bringing people together over some beers. Like, okay. Okay, yeah. Like, we never wanted to get involved in a debate that would divide people.
0: Bullshit.
1: Like, come on.
0: They knew that the optics were going to do that.
1: Well, they also, excuse me, <laughs> as we said, gassy episode, their company, first and foremost, they care about making money. Yeah. They don't really care about their product. They don't really care about their customers. They care about making money. Yeah. So they're going to do whatever they can to make their money. So realizing that 2023 popular opinion on trans people is changing. Hey, let's maybe be inclusive. They were doing that to make money and get some good marketing for themselves. It's not like they were sticking themselves
0: out there to be like radical or something like that.
1: Exactly. So when there was a backlash to it, then they're just like, oh, we just, everybody should just drink beers and be cool, guys. Just be cool. Just be cool. Like, no, actually stand up for the person, Dylan, who's facing the brunt of this backlash and stand by her side. Yeah. Or just completely be like, you know what? Fuck it. We only care about money. We don't care about his rights. Bye. Like, just either be fully honest or actually stick up. For Dylan, and they didn't stick up for Dylan, and they never reached out to her. Yeah, and she said, you know, I would have rather they just not involve me at all if this is how they were going to react. Which again, like yeah. you said, you you could have foreseen this. You could have foreseen this. So really disappointing from Budweiser. Their sales that June fell twenty eight percent. Wow. Yeah, because there's like this whole like boycott Budweiser, blah blah blah. But then people are drinking like Coors, which is put out like LGTBQ. Nope, <laughs> I'm adding a letter in there. Wow.
0: <laughs> oh no. Wow.
1: It's for person tofer.
0: That was just straight up homophobic. That's <laughs> what that was. All
1: right, I'll chug my beer. <laughs> <laughs> <As punishment.
0: laughs> no, they have done stuff for the community before.
1: They have, so it's like, well, if you're boycotting Bud, you're but you're drinking a Coors. Okay. It's because people don't
0: fucking know what they're They don't know. They just get
1: hyped up by idiots who have a platform. I'm sure
0: Tucker Carlson made some kind of speech about it. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden.
1: Well, you know, Kid Rock, like, shooting up all those cans of Budweiser. He owns a bar in Nashville called the Honky Tonk Something. I'm not even giving the full name because I don't care to look it up again. Yeah, Fair. They're still serving Budweiser at the bar. Yeah. Even though he's like, I'm never gonna drink this again, me. Well, because again,
0: he doesn't care about his customers or his products. He's just trying to make money. money.
1: Right. He just likes to be loud and still get money. So yeah, and that's that's kind of what's happened. At this point, the public has a short memory, so controversies basically die down.
0: There's other things to worry about.
1: Yes. Like Hamas. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> whoever watches the news <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get on Facebook every now and then
1: there day. you go yeah. yeah I mean there are other things going on in the world and I think now with the way social media is controversies cycle through a lot faster than they used to.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. And the fact is, there are always going to be asshole people out there who are just going to be reactionary and who won't like anything even remotely progressive that a capitalist mega corporation will do. Right. Because <laughs> they think they're being woke, but really, the company just is just making money. Yeah. They're just making money. That's my thing, like, when people get upset about, like, the Starbucks cups not being explicitly Christmassy at Christmas time. I'm like, they're a corporation. They're just putting out whatever fun little design is going to get them publicity and get customers in the store. Right. They don't care one way or another about taking a stand on Christmas, which is ridiculous in and of itself.
0: It is so ridiculous. I can't believe that every single year we have the same.
1: Conversation. Yeah. And people like, boycott, blah, blah, blah. Come on.
0: It's like, so you really only do that during the holidays because when it's time for your pumpkin spice latte, you are All first person it. in that drive through
1: Correct. Or when Target was doing a thing with trans bathrooms and saying, like, we don't care. Just, like, use whatever bathroom. And be like, we're going to boycott Target. Are you not? No, you're not. You're going to go to whatever store is closest to you. Come on. Let's be real. And does Target really care? Does a corporation really care?
0: No. My parents totally boycotted Disney when I was a kid (sighs) because of the whole gay days.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And I wasn't allowed to go see Hercules in the theater with my cousin (gasps) and my uncle.
1: Which... It's a pretty gay movie.
0: <laughs> it is. It a pretty is. Gay movie. I mean now Hades is definitely it.
1: queer-coded. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And lots of shirtless men.
1: Very buff shirtless men.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely had a crush on Hercules when I was a kid.
1: He's he had all the right angles.
0: He did. Yeah. It was very angular.
1: Yeah. Well, they're trying to be like the Grecian, yeah. but yeah. Photos.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, the famous What's Grecian wrong with
1: me today?
0: This beer has really gone to your head.
1: Oh, boy. What's the percentage on this beer? Like 40, 60? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to say it's like 4.5. probably.
1: Just so you all know, too, Topher did not just get like a regular can. He got Tall Boys and he got 12 of them.
0: I got what was available. It is 4.2. Okay. I got what was available. Okay. I had my liquor delivery and this is. <laughs> This is what they brought me. You're
1: too ashamed to go to the store yourself.
0: <laughs> no, I needed other things too, so I got it delivered.
1: Coors Light.
0: Yeah, I needed some Coors Light. For, Miller Light. Because I'm planning on shooting up this Bud Light later on. Pew pew. Oh no, I meant like shooting up.
1: Oh, you're gonna inject it because yeah, you love it. Oh no, I man, love it Topher. so much. Oh, please don't, don't listen to Topher on <laughs> gun safety or health advice, please. <laughs> Let's talk about some other um, famous trans icons. Who else do you know about? Because I've got some here listed here. Caitlyn Jenner. Your favorite.
0: Everyone's favorite. Everyone's
1: favorite Caitlyn Jenner.
0: Oh, what's her name? She was in Orange is the New Black. Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. Love yeah. her.
1: She was actually the first trans actor to be nominated for an Emmy. Really? Yeah. Yay. Yay yeah. Her. Yeah. And she's on a newer show called Doubt on CBS, but I don't yeah. watch CBS. I don't know. But I'm glad mm. that she's doing well.
0: You know I'm terrible with names, so I'm just going to say basically the entire cast of Pose.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Some really amazing actors.
1: And some people from that show have actually won Emmys. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Who else? There was a trans Bond girl.
1: See, I don't keep up with James Bond like you do. But it
0: was, like, back in the like Sean Connery days or the... Oh, um, really? No, Sean Connery, what's his Roger face? Moore. Roger Moore days, yeah. Oh, really? It was, it was, like, back in the early 80s, late 70s or something. Oh,
1: I'll have to go back and look into that.
0: Yeah, which is kind of... It's not kind of, That is really groundbreaking.
1: It is really groundbreaking.
0: She's got like a memoir that she wrote about her experience and everything.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We should definitely check that out. Do you know Elliot Page? Oh, yes. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Elliot Page. Page. I didn't even
0: think about the trans men. Guess Topher's not inclusive. I guess not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Elliot Page in Juno and in the Umbrella Academy. And during filming of the Umbrella Academy, because it's still an ongoing Netflix series, his character also transitioned on the show. I loved I how really they loved. handled that, yeah. that.
0: That it was, obviously they had to address it. Yeah. But they did it so just matter-of-factly, and it wasn't yeah. like it was a major plot point for the character. It just no. sort of— happened and everyone yeah. accepted that it happened and then they moved on yeah they had
1: some dialogue on there when they I, fr- I can't remember the character's name at this point because it's been a while since I watched the most yeah. recent season but his character like basically told his siblings like hey this is who I am this is the name I'm using so please just accept it and they're all like okay okay cool let's go back to saving the world right exactly evil alien time travel space explosions that the plot is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that plot's gone off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> but still a fun show. Do you know the Wachowski sisters? No. Have you heard of the Matrix? Yeah. Okay, they directed the Matrix films. Okay, all with some other films.
0: I didn't know that they were trans.
1: Yes, so they transitioned fairly recently, like within the last decade or so. Wow. Because it used to be like the Wachowski brothers, but they both transitioned, Lana and Lily. I think it's cute that they kept like kind of matching names. I don't know if they're twins or if they just have a weird sibling thing going on where it's like we all have to match.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> that's unusual for two people in the same family to be trans. Although both me and my sibling are trans non binary.
1: There you so. go. Yeah. So that's, yeah, but it's interesting, I mm-hmm. think. And the Matrix films, which were huge in the late 90s and early 2000s, being like these super kind of like macho masculine films, too. Yeah. I think it's really cool that like, oh, the directors and writers are trans. Mm-hmm. Who else do you know? Chelsea Manning.
0: Chelsea Manning. The name sounds familiar.
1: Okay. Can you identify the area?
0: 90210.
1: Are you just naming a zip code, or are you saying Chelsea Manning was on the show? just named, both?
0: I'm naming a zip code. You said, what area?
1: Okay. Beverly Hills, 9 No. No. Athlete? No. Chelsea Manning was the soldier in the army who, oh. <clears throat> during the war... The war. The singular war. We've only ever had one.
0: One. Well, well we may as well. We've never been at peace, so right. we may as well just it's be just ongoing. war. It's <laughs> ongoing.
1: No, during the Iraq War and Afghanistan War,
0: you call it the Iraq War. This beer is really doing a number it's on you. To me. <laughs> You're turning into a different person.
1: She released some secret documents to WikiLeaks. Mm. Do you remember all this?
0: I don't. Kind of exposing no. some like
1: corruption and stuff, and she ended up getting caught and in prison. So she has a 35 year prison sentence
0: for leaking secrets. Uh-huh.
1: Which you can't do, but also she did it in the interest of the general public. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I I get it. But 35 years, that's a long prison sentence. That's a long
0: prison sentence. And I wonder if she's getting continued affirming care while in prison. That's
1: been a point of contention in the news recently, like, in the past couple years was, I have a dog here in my mouth. Sorry, it's gone now. Nope.
0: (laughs) It's back. You were on a struggle bus today.
1: I am. Look, today's not my day, Okay. (laughs) So you Got better your, be nice to your
0: heating me. Pad.
1: Yes. So I don't even remember what I was gonna say about Chelsea Ming. But, oh yeah, her treatment. Yeah, that's been a thing in the news where like she's she transitioned while she was imprisoned and She's has spoken out against some unfair treatment and stuff that she's got. I mean, being in prison in general is not great for anybody. Is she in
0: a, like, regular prison or a military prison? I
1: think she's in a military prison, I want to say, which might be better. I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know enough about—I mean, it has to be at least be a federal prison rather than state. Yeah. Which I think tend to be a little bit better. I don't know. Hmm. This is not our prison reform episode.
0: No, it's not, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to talk about Marsha P. Johnson a little bit?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about Marsha P. Johnson. Yeah, Marsha. Do you know what the P stands for? Penelope. No, but that's cute. I really like the name Penelope. I do, too. It's a really cute name. The P stands for Pay It No Mind. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of like her life motto. Nice. was just like, don't let people get to you. Ignore it. Pay it no mind. I love it. Yeah, so Marsha P. Johnson was one of the key figures in the Stonewall Uprising mm-hmm. in New York City in 1969.
0: I was hoping you were going to bring Stonewall into this.
1: Yeah, but you hoped right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she, so I've read some conflicting reports where it was like, oh, she was the person who threw the first brick. But then she's claimed later on that she didn't actually show up until the all the commotion had already started. So I don't really know, like, what the truth is there yeah. What do you know about Stonewall?
0: I know that basically it was a riot that started because of the way that gay people and trans people were being treated by the public and specifically the police at the time. Yeah. And it's basically the very first civil rights movement like that in a major public way for gay rights and it's kind of the birth of pride.
1: Yeah, exactly. And she was a major figure in that. And then she also became an activist afterward, too, especially for trans people, mm-hmm. too.
0: You owe so much to trans people and specifically black trans women. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I didn't know that she had modeled for Andy Warhol.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Because she was known for always kind of having this floral stuff going on with her hair, like wearing kind of like flowery crown headband kind of things. So she modeled for Andy Warhol in the 70s, 60s, 70s, which I think is so awesome. She's an activist. She lived around like the New York City area basically her whole life. She was born in New Jersey originally, but like she's part of the city. Yeah. There's some mystery kind of surrounding her death. Oh. Yeah. So in the early 90s, her body was found in the Hudson River in New York. It was initially ruled a suicide by police. But her her friends and loved ones said, no, that doesn't sound like her. Like, we, she never indicated she was suicidal. I really don't think that's what it was. So it was kind of reopened, but then just later closed. Hmm. So there's some speculation about, was it a homicide? We don't know. Was it accidental? Not really sure. So that, I never knew that about her, her passing.
0: Yeah. That's really sad.
1: But police are just like, nope, it's done. Yeah. No worries. Don't, don't investigate it anymore. We're done with it. Which of course, her being trans, you know, I'm sure played into that. But in 2020, so just a few years ago, there was a park in Brooklyn that was named after her. Oh, nice. Yeah. The Marsha B. Johnson Park. Nice. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're even worse than I am. I think we need to finish this beer and then get ready. Fine. Topher can't contain his excitement. hmm He's so happy. How much have beer you ever, do you have left? Too much. Have you ever shotgunned a beer?
0: Fuck no. You know that I don't chug things. I can't <laughs> even do shots. Oh, man. At my last birthday party, though.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Or actually, the one... Before last. It was the last one that I had before the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. I remember specifically a bunch of people deciding to shotgun beers, including husband. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember out loud marking to everyone, this is the point of the party where everything starts to go downhill. And I was not wrong. I was
1: about to say, were you wrong or did it just get better? I (laughs) was (sighs)
0: not wrong. Have you shotgun a beer?
1: Very poorly. Yeah. Yeah. That was college, Rachel. Yeah. Where a couple of times I actually went out to parties with people. I'd be like, okay, why not? And like you said, it's never a good decision. No. You never like shotgun a beer and then you're like, hmm, what a delightful experience. I'm done drinking now for the evening. Let's all go home and drink water and hydrate up and get some rest, friends.
0: Yeah. It's basically like doing a miniature keg stand.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I can't drink things fast enough, let alone something carbonated and bubbly. Right. I don't know how people do it, honestly.
0: Like, how do you do it without it just coming right back up?
1: <clears throat> I'm Well, I, I think it does. For a lot of people, I think it does come right back up. So that's why we're going to get an exclusive on this podcast.
0: <laughs> Topher's
1: first shotgun. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo! We'll do a TikTok if enough people say they want to see it. You can't argue with that. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Thank you. We'll also post our pictures of Topher and his beer hat.
0: Yeah, do you want to describe this beer hat to please our listeners? Please do. Yeah,
1: please do while we finish these beers, yeah.
0: So I have this beautiful, beautiful hat that, what does it say on the front of it?
1: America.
0: America. It's got two American flag koozies attached to it on either side. Uh-huh. So you put the beer in,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: it's got straws. That yeah. go to it And then one central straw That goes to your mouth Yeah It's very classy
1: It's a classy hat
0: Very classy Do you need another beer?
1: Yeah Do you?
0: I'm like You
1: need another there. beer
0: Beer You need another beer Beer
1: me bro <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't
0: that mean I throw it to you?
1: Yeah I'm gonna try it Okay let's All do right. it You ready? Yeah Oh Yeah Okay I'm not gonna open it right away though I'm not that dumb <laughs>
0: You're so off- athletic
1: I really we're we gonna say authentic.
0: I, I don't know what I was gonna say to be honest with you.
1: Are you sure this is only four percent?
0: We may have done shots beforehand too. What? Tofer?
1: Why well, you would never? We are gonna take the hat to our annual um, corporate retreat over Fourth of July weekend, though.
0: Yes, which we are drinking out of Koozie's honoring our annual corporate retreat.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry, producer.
0: I'm not. I think it's great.
1: <laughs> oh man! Cheers.
0: Cheers. Hey, what's boyfriend making us for for lunch today? Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. ZA some ZA
1: some beer and ZA
0: beer and ZA yeah.
1: American as it gets.
0: That's right.
1: What's the history of Anheuser Busch, please? Horses. They love their big hairy horses. Hairy. <laughs> The Clydesdales have the long As opposed hair. to
0: hairless horses. That sounds Oh, terrifying. my God.
1: <laughs> right? Google it. Where's your
0: phone? I don't have my phone on. Damn yet.
1: it. I don't want that on my search
0: history.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some poor horse with alopecia.
0: Mm-hmm. Has to wear pajamas.
1: <gasps> okay, now it's gotten cute again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just remember growing up and loving the Christmas... Anheuser Busch commercials. Yeah,
1: those are cute. There was something
0: so homey about them.
1: They do feel cozy. Like '90s Christmas is so nostalgic. Like just right, makes get, like want to snuggle in. I
0: know. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm ready for Christmas.
1: Yeah, let's time travel <laughs> back to '90s Christmas.
0: I would love that. Yeah. Every year I watch the '90s Little Women.
1: Oh, for Christmas. that's a good yeah. That's a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think the rest of the episode is just going to be us belching. Okay. Are you ready?
0: As ready as I'm ever going to be. All
1: right. You have to check a beer every time you're wrong. Just so you know.
0: Absolutely not. I refuse. I'll be throwing up all over your beautiful carpet.
1: No. That's my dog's job. He hasn't thrown up in a while, which is good. That's good. So one of my dogs likes to barf in my office. He's like, I'll do it away from the main areas, mom. And then goes into the office and secretly barfs, but doesn't tell anybody. And then I go in here to work, and then I find gross dog barf. I'm like, cool. Fuck.
0: I love that it's always where your feet would be if you're sitting uh-huh. in this chair, too.
1: Yeah. Well, that's where he likes to sit while I'm doing work on my laptop. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just like a comfort spot for him.
0: Oh, poor baby.
1: I know. He's a sensitive boy. Sensitive tummy.
0: As opposed to your other dog who has a
1: chili of anything. iron. Yeah. She, nothing will kill her. All right. So all this information came from the website LGB, not a P. Not a P. As most people incorrectly think. (laughs) (laughs) TQNation.com. Okay. And this is kind of all about trans history. Okay. Love it. Yeah. So this is kind of going to be like short answer, fill in the blank. All right. Okay. So what's the oldest recorded history of trans people?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I know that, obviously, we've always existed. Yes. Oldest recorded. I would think it would go back to, like, ancient Sumeria or something like that.
1: Oh, my God. You're 100% right. Really? Yes. 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 Correct. Take a drink, For Excellent.
0: Yeah. So, I recently had a discussion slash debate with some people Uh we were talking about the biblical aspects of being trans whether Uh it's a sin or not and of course the bible doesn't say anything about it i believe that even though i don't obviously like adhere to the bible i view it as a piece of literature and i do see instances where you can make an argument for being trans being something that's actually very holy
1: Mm. and i know a
0: lot of cultures especially like Native American cultures and things yeah. like that, they don't necessarily vinify, uh-huh. but they do believe that trans people have a very special spiritual connection to creation, yeah. earth. all the of idea that. idea
1: of a two-spirit or something like that. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: And so we got on the discussion of eunuchs. Mm. And obviously, I don't think that you can make the argument that all eunuchs were trans because a lot no, of times yeah. it was forced on them. Yeah. But in the Bible, it does say that some people were born eunuchs. Some chose to be eunuchs. Yeah. And I think that there's something to be said for being born a eunuch or choosing to be a eunuch and choosing to live your life with more feminine aspects, dressing like a woman, wearing makeup, choosing to live amongst women, all of that. And so I, I think that it's very possible and probable that a lot of eunuchs were trans
1: Probably so, yeah, especially like you said, if it was something that they decided to do. Yeah. Right, because that may have been an avenue for some people where they could have felt... To live authentically. Yeah, to, to really be themselves in a way that other, you know, more traditional aspects and roles in society wouldn't have allowed them to be.
0: So yeah. what is it that they said about trans people in ancient Sumeria?
1: This goes back like 5,000 BC. Wow. And this is the first kind of recorded, document in history. So of course there are other trans people too before time it just wasn't recorded as well but this is so cool people called the gala which i love gl nope g-a-l-a like the met gala yes exactly they were androgynous or trans priests of inanna the sumerian goddess of fertility desire and war
0: oh wow yeah there's a lot going on there in terms of passions yes yeah (laughs) if
1: if it's passionate that's her deal so they were mostly, like, again, this is all documented 5,000 years ago. So mostly male priests, but who spoke in a feminine dialect associated with goddesses. So there may have been some sort of androgyny to, to these people who decided to become these priests, or maybe people who felt they didn't quite fit on the binary of I was male about or to female.
0: say, I love that because it's not just binary transgenderism. Mm-hmm. It's It sounds very non-binary. Yes. Because people talk about there being like a third or something like that. Right. And I prefer to think of it as a sliding scale.
1: Yeah, agreed. And also, too, our concept of, of gender as people in the Western world in 2023 is different than people in different places and times. 100%. Right. So, again, gender depends so much on the context that you're in. Yeah. And the culture, you know, the time and place and all that. So, yeah, but I think that's so cool.
0: That is really cool. Yeah. I, I want to be a special priest. Okay. Okay.
1: While you're doing well, do it. Start a cult. Yes. Yes. Okay. There were also trans priests in blank. We're kind of starting with older history and we'll move to more recent history. Just so you know.
0: In Belgeria.
1: Belgeria?
0: (laughs) um, In, I would think in Egypt there would be Mm -mm. trans priests. And definitely there were some in ancient Rome.
1: Okay. Solitary sip. Ancient realm was what we were going for. Yes, in the third century B.C., the Golly. Gali-
0: Would it be horrible if I failed this cross examination of all cross examinations?
1: <laughs> you're like, I don't know, Disney World, who knows? <laughs> Chicka Cheese. Yeah, so you're doing real well. Good job. Okay. Yeah, ancient priests and ancient uh, mm, priests and ancient realm. Fears getting. They me. were. They were ancient. They priests. were ancient. It was ancient on ancient, a lot of ancient. <laughs> ancient things. on ancient on ancient. Called the Gali. they were part of the cult of Cybele or Cybele. C Y B E L E. Cybele? Cybili? Maybe we like, need we need time travel.
0: Sibels were yeah. were like seers, like fortune not fortune tellers, but like people who could see the future, prophets and yeah prophetesses.
1: So this like a cult of the goddess, and part of her story was that her consort was a shepherd who castrated himself. After she crashed his wedding and drove him mad as punishment for loving another woman. Oh, wow. Crazy. She was also associated with music, ecstatic rites, and wine. Huh. You would have loved. What kind of rites? Ecstatic. E-C-S. Like, ecstasy, but not in, like, a oh. good way, necessarily. It's, like, a that? really passionate way. Oh,
0: my God. I'm sitting here, rights as an R-I-T-E-S. I'm yes. thinking rights as an R-I-G-H-T-S. <laughs> and no. I'm like, what? What would that be? The
1: right to party. <laughs> right? Right? And the wine. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: Okay. Her. Kind race. of like a female Dionysus.
1: Yeah. But also petty as hell, too. Yeah. She's like, you're marrying somebody else? I'm going to make you crazy. And you're going to cut off your genitals.
0: You think I'm crazy? I got you crazy. You're nothing but a womanizer.
1: Well, and her shepherd consort was, but then joke's on him. Joke's on him. So the galley priests would castrate themselves in an aesthetic ritual known as the Day of Blood. On March 24th, everybody mark your calendars (laughs) to show their devotion to her. And then they would dress in yellow women's clothing. Wearing pendants, earrings, heavy makeup, and long bleached hair, and would wander the streets carrying instruments, flagellating themselves bloody, telling fortunes, and offering themselves as receptive sexual partners for money. They did a little of, of it, little of each thing.
0: Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of temple prostitution that happened. Yeah, I mean that, that was that was that was
1: a big thing in Rome. Yeah, but I wonder why the yellow. Hmm. That was just her color.
0: Maybe she just really loved yellow.
1: Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. That is cool. The cult died off when Christianity took hold.
0: Well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did it die off or was it killed off?
1: Well, yeah. There you go. Mm-mm. All right. Number three. Name two different continents, so you have a good shot at it, that really respected trans people and different ancient cultures throughout these continents.
0: Europe? We just said Rome. Okay. Which like most of Europe was Rome at that time. Okay, all
1: right, all right, all right. And Asia. Asia was one of them, and Africa was the other one that was down here. So excuse me. (laughs) You're excused, Hoover. Thank you. I just why am I taking ownership? Yeah, why aren't you blaming it on me? I don't know. It's really out of character for me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You must not be feeling well.
1: (laughs) So early Middle Eastern Muslim texts recognize trans people, the Mukhanatham. Male to female individuals with innate femininity in relationships with either men or women. But only Mukhanatham who had been castrated or who were were exclusively attracted to men were allowed to, like, kind of live and operate within, like, women-only spaces.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So you couldn't be a lesbian trans person. No. You had to be— Well, you
1: could be—you just couldn't, like, live in women-only spaces. (laughs) Gotcha. You would have had, I guess, operate in more masculine space. Hmm. Which is interesting.
0: That is very interesting. That's very progressive.
1: Yeah. So in other places in Asia too, which is like in modern day India, there was this acknowledgement of heroes, individuals who are either intersex or assigned male at birth, but then who didn't necessarily fall into male or female as they got older. So kind of that third gender-ish. But they would often use like female clothing and some of them were castrated, some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dependent. In Indonesia too, also in early Indonesia society too, the Basaja were transgender religious figures. And in China, there were the Xinyang who wore mixed gender ceremonial clothing. And in Okinawa, Japan, there were some shamans who went under this process of becoming female. It was called a Nazi. I don't know if castration was part of that or not. I don't know if it explicitly was. And also in Korea, the mudang was the shaman or sorceress. who was often male to female.
0: Again, a lot of spirituality yes. involved in the act of being transgender.
1: Yes. Switching continents over to Africa, there were a lot of intersex deities and spiritual beliefs regarding gender transformation, Hmm. which is really cool. And there were also maybe some African rulers who were also trans, including a 7th century BC monarch, King Ashurbanipal of Assyria, who wore women's clothing and was kind of used to justify overthrowing him later on. And an ancient Egyptian queen.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where she and her daughter were both male clothing, false beards, and a male phallus. Yeah. Just walk around with dildos all the time, which is cool. Live your life.
0: What was that queen's name?
1: Oh, I'm going to butcher it.
0: Was it Hatshepsut?
1: Yes. Take another celebratory sip, Tofer. Good for you. Do you know what her daughter's name was? Aaliyah. Yes. Queen of the Damned. Yes. 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 <laughs> no, Fury was her Nafuri. daughter. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And, And what a shame that these practices from ancient cultures really got eliminated. Again. Again. (laughs) Due
0: to, I'll say it, Christianity. There
1: you go. Well, and I think, too, when monotheism really took hold of a lot of the world, there just wasn't room for all these other different gods and goddesses or, like, different spiritual entities who didn't fit into this clear male god. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, and that's all about control. Yeah.
1: But let's talk about early Christianity. Okay. A lot of early Christians really revered what? God. Yes. <laughs> Talking about trans history.
0: Really revered early Christians. Hmm. That would be related to trans.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. For... <laughs> <laughs> now I finally caught on.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What did they revere?
1: Female to male saints.
0: I would not have guessed that in a million years. Right? Female to male saints.
1: Because you don't really think of respecting, let alone like, revering trans people as being part of Christianity's history. Yeah. But it was. But it was. It was, yeah. So, there were some saints who transitioned, basically. So, there's this one saint, Perpetua, who dreamt of becoming a man the night before her execution. Huh. And she did, but was still killed because, you know, you have to die to be a saint. So, whatever. yeah. Huh. There's also Saint Hilarion. Marinos, in I'm going to butcher the name Smargadus.
0: Smargodus.
1: S huh. M A R A G D U S. How Sounds would you like say uh, Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> who all lived as male monks in Saint Athanasia, who married the male monk Saint Andronicus and lived as a male monk with him in a monastery until their deaths. We are days apart from one another. They really loved each other. Oh. Yeah.
0: Or they both had the same lethal disease.
1: Heartbreak. <laughs> Tuberculosis. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the plague at this time.
0: Leprosy. Who knows? Mm.
1: But I think that's really interesting. This is in early Christianity. But there is also this thing in very early Christianity, too, of kind of trans—not trans—what word am I saying?
0: <laughs> Mysticism.
1: Yeah, kind of mysticism, but also going beyond this idea of, like, male and female, like, this idea of, like, asceticism in early Christianity, oh, too. yeah. That kind of died down because the church really wanted more conformity within its members. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember learning about that in college as, like, kind of early Christianity and how, for a while, it was just kind of, like, a lot of different sects and and things that Well, because as long thing. as you could
0: say, well, God said. Right. God told me this. Right. Then they were
1: like, well, we can't argue with that right but then you know I think when the Pope had more power and control things right. really simmered down a lot but I thought I think it's so interesting too that if you were to become a saint you could kind of like get around that
0: well you can't become a saint until you're already dead
1: well true but if you're like I'm living as a man because God to- told me and now I'm doing these miracles
0: mm-hmm what about Joan of Arc
1: that's an interesting question
0: because I don't
1: I don't, I don't know that she
0: necessarily lived as a man but no. she she did kind of at the same time
1: i mean she cut her hair short and she led an army into battle which were not things that women did at the
0: wearing time wearing men's armor yeah armor, yeah we well,
1: can't wear lady armor <laughs> that's just silly <laughs> little skirt made of
0: i was gonna say steel. i've seen lady armor in video games It leaves a lot to the uh oh
1: yeah just yeah yeah like my nipples are covered and not that yeah <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe she was just kind of somebody who now might say they're maybe a little bit more non-binary. Or somebody who just wanted to not have a traditional female role because of her religious convictions and her love of France.
0: Vive la France. That's right.
1: She said as the English burned her alive. As
0: she sipped her Bud Light.
1: Oh, she loved Bud Light. Yeah. He loved that. He's doing really well. All right. There is a spy in 1700s blank. France. Yes. Excellent. Did you read this article before no. you came over?
0: No, I didn't.
1: I'm so saying you're a really good actor. Good job. Celebratory set.
0: I'm just thinking spy in 1700s. Does it have to do with the revolution?
1: Yeah, I think that's, yeah, you were spot on with that. So there is a person named Chevalier Dion, which is a fun name.
0: Celine Dion?
1: It's D apostrophe E-O-N.
0: That's the old spelling of Dion.
1: <gasps> what if it's one of Celine's ancestors? It could be. You can you look at the picture? Yeah. See the resemblance? (laughs) No. No. Okay. So there's a little uncertainty here. She was assigned male at birth by her aristocratic French family, but she later claimed she had been born female and forced to live as a boy to help her father receive a familial inheritance that required a male heir.
0: Interesting.
1: Right. So I wonder really what was the story of her childhood like what happened like had she been born male or not or was this the ruse by her dad and maybe she was raised as a boy
0: more like male characteristics
1: sure but also was that just the artist Knowing her history, trying to like play up her looking more masculine. I don't know. But she became a spy in 1736. She joined a society called Le Secret de Roi, or the King's Secret.
0: Hmm.
1: Mm. A network of spies and diplomatic agents established by Louis XV. She was fired for insolence and returned to France and was like, fuck you, I'm writing a tell-all book. But they allowed her to basically stay in Great Britain and didn't retaliate against her. Wow. Yeah. She also told the French, y'all need to help out the Americans in the revolution, <laughs> which is so cool, too. So, America. I she said
0: that, and then she went and moved to Great Britain.
1: I was just like, bye, bitch. But, America, you owe your independence to a trans person. That's right. A French trans person. Ooh,
0: that's a double insult right there to all the conservatives. Wee
1: oui, wee, oui,
0: right? <laughs> no wee <oui>, wee. <oui.
1: laughs> Yeah, she just was kind of crazy. And as she got older, she made money through fencing exhibitions. I love that. She's like, look how good I am. What was she like? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I took fencing.
0: I do know that. Yeah. I'm jealous. I always wanted to take fencing.
1: Yeah, and that's the only reason I took it. I was like, you get to have a sword. I was not good at it.
0: Plus, you look really sexy in the fencing. They don't
1: smell good or feel good.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Are they itchy?
1: They're very stuffy. Mm. They're not fine.
0: Do you remember when Madonna was a fencing instructor in one of the James Bond movies? Of course you don't, because you don't watch James Bond like I do.
1: <laughs> Why are you so weirdly into James Bond? I
0: love James Bond. Do okay. you? Yeah, I always it's wanted the whole to be a Bond martini. girl.
1: Oh, okay, I was like, was that how you got into cocktails? You're like, <laughs> what does shake shaken not stirred me? Let me find I mean,
0: out. You're not wrong.
1: Okay, <laughs> Topher, I'm so sorry, everybody. He cannot keep it under control. All right. Which U.S. war had a lot of documented trans soldiers fighting in it? Which what? U.S. war.
0: U.S. war? hmm Has a lot of trans soldiers is documented fighting in it?
1: Yeah, I worded that very poorly.
0: You did? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the question is.
1: Mm-hmm. No one does.
0: Um, this is how
1: I win the quizzes.
0: <laughs> I feel like it would have to be more of a recent war to have them documented.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to go with. The Iraq War.
1: Oh, no. No? No, you're wrong. Am I
0: too, am I too... You're
1: too recent, yeah. Civil War.
0: Really? Yeah. Like a lot of trans people fighting in the Civil War?
1: Yeah, on both sides.
0: Was it women dressing up as men?
1: Both. So let's talk about a couple people. So... Because
0: how would you have a... Female soldier during that time, like a trans female soldier.
1: Well, sometimes I
0: rate I worded that badly, by the way. Yeah,
1: we I I get what you're saying. Not yeah,
0: not that like trans people are.
1: Everybody knows women are incapable of combat. (laughs) We're too delicate.
0: No, no, no. I meant the the. No, we know
1: what you meant, (laughs) Tofer. Sexist. (laughs) No, because you could not be an openly female person fighting in a war at the time. Right. Right. I know what you meant, but. Remember, there's a lot of, like, spying and subterfuge. Yes. That. So there was this one person named Franklin Thompson who was assigned female at birth but identified as male. And he wrote a memoir that he would disguise himself as a black man and a black laundress to okay, infiltrate question, the Confederacy. Okay, was actually
0: black or? Okay. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay, good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he would infiltrate the Confederacy as a Union spy. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. When he got injured during the war, though, he was worried that during the, his stay in the hospital, they would find out that he was trans. So he left the hospital and then he got labeled as a war deserter, which sucks. But then he rejoined the war, disguising himself again as a nurse. Huh. So he's just like, I'll do it all. Yeah. There's another soldier named Albert Cashier.
0: Okay. Like,
1: ching, $5 please. Yeah. Who lived as a man for 53 years who fought in the Union Army. Fought in over forty battles.
0: Wow! Isn't that crazy? That is nuts.
1: one battle, and I'm done. Most likely because I've died. Yeah, because I'm I'm not good at battling. But forty battles.
0: I have bone spurs, so yeah.
1: Even someone else may know.
0: <laughs> Don't you dare!
1: I will not dare. And there was another person who wrote a book in 1876 called "The Woman in Battle." Huh? In the 1870s. Following the exploits of this person who was assigned female at birth, but then served as a Confederate lieutenant named Harry T. Buford.
0: I remember reading about someone, and I wonder if it's one of those that you just mentioned, who, like, went on after the Civil War to not legally marry, but marry a woman. And they lived together as a married couple until both of their deaths.
1: Well, there was a lot of that going on. So we're we're still going through time here. Let's think about American history in this time period, eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. early nineteen hundreds. Which region in the U.S. had hundreds of trans people come to be like out and fairly openly trans?
0: I would think it would have to be the West.
1: Yes, celebratory sip. Because you US. have
0: to go somewhere untamed and new to start afresh. Right? Yes,
1: and that was exactly what happens in the wild west the wild west even though well there are a lot of issues with it in terms of like manifest destiny yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was more open than a lot of areas of the u.s at the time in terms of like gender identity sexuality um, and politics, sexuality yes there were and again kind of because of that it was like more wild and open and untamed and hadn't really been as like civilized and established. So there were a lot of people who went to the Wild West to kind of be openly trans. And a historian named Peter Bog, B-O-A-G, Boag, I don't know how you say his name, wrote a book called Redressing America's Frontier Past about this. Interesting. Which sounds really cool. So there are a lot of people who, probably female to male, who went out West to kind of live their lives as men and kind of do their lives. And there was one person named Sammy Williams who was a Montana lumberjack. Nice. Whose trans identity wasn't really known until he died in his 80s. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty ideal right there. Yeah. As far as, like, living during that time and being a trans person.
1: Yeah. There was also um, a woman named Mrs. Nash, who was a trans cook in Montana, who married three different military men, and at one point was arrested and thrown in jail for gender nonconformity, basically.
0: Wow. What was yeah. their name?
1: Just as Mrs. Nash. I don't Mrs. know what Nash. her first name was. Yeah. But she got married three times. And this one famous person named Harry Allen, who was a bartender and a ladies man. He also got arrested. There were stories of women who fell in love with him and were distraught when he left them and killed themselves. (laughs) Like, he was a major player. He died of syphilis.
0: Oh, my God. He
1: was slutting it up.
0: That's kind of amazing.
1: Right. Isn't that interesting, though?
0: Yeah. I have a friend like that.
1: Do you? I do. I think I'm thinking of the person you're thinking. Of. <laughs> we'll talk when we're not recording. Yeah. We'll gossip <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really interesting to me.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. All right. Throughout American history, when did we really start to kind of get like crackdowns on on people being gender nonconforming or transgender? Like, give me a decade-ish range.
0: I know that in the early 1900s, like 1910s and 1920s, women were arrested for wearing pants.
1: Yeah. That's what you're going to say?
0: That's what I'm going to say. No. No.
1: You you are correct about that. This is kind of more of a mid-century thing. So more in like the 50s, there started to be these more like Mm. organized police crackdowns on like bars and clubs and restaurants and things like that, which is what was happening in in Stonewall that we talked about earlier.
0: Which was the 60s.
1: Right. Yeah, 69. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think some of that was this very conservative reaction to World War II and kind of like this return to traditional values American and domesticity. Yeah. yeah, and America's like this superpower and just kind of Nuclear being rolled, Right. Right, where there's this much more of this emphasis on, like, traditional femininity and things like that. Although we've always kind of, like, seen waves historically of being more conservative or liberal with certain things. And then, of course, a lot of it depended, too, upon, like, where you were. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're in a more rural setting, maybe you would not have been allowed some liberties versus being in a big city where you could have found, like, a community and a group around you. Or when you were in the West, which wasn't as established, and, you know, Western states were the first states to give women the right to vote in their yeah. states versus, you know, East Coast, which had been around longer and had more of a puritanical background. It, it all just really kind of depended, too. But the 1950s is really saw more like organized crackdowns on, on people being trans and gender nonconforming mm-hmm. with these like police raids and stuff like that that we're seeing. But then we see the backlash against that, too, in the late 60s, early 70s, that coincided with a lot of other civil rights movements as well. Yeah. But interesting, interesting. All right, our final question. You know the the trans pictograph symbol? Do you know the symbol for, like, male and female with, like, the circle oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff? Okay. Do you know when the trans symbol first emerged?
0: I'm going to say the 80s.
1: Mm-hmm. You're really close. It started in the 1990s. It was created by Holly Boswell, Wendy Parker, and Nancy R. Nangeroni in the 90s. The original version showed a bright blue symbol inside an inverted lavender triangle. The triangle was alluding to the pink triangle used in Nazi Germany to identify gay people. Instead of death camps. And they said that the circle is a symbol of wholeness and represents the wholeness of a society in which includes transgender people. And that's kind of what they did. And they kind of combined the symbols for, like, male and female into something, too, to kind of represent that idea of, like, wholeness and inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. You did so well on this Yay! quiz. I'm so proud of you, Topher. Congratulations. I think you got like eight out of 10. I wasn't marking nice. my answers, <laughs> but you did real well. So cheers to you. Thanks. How's the beer going down?
0: Easy. Mm-hmm. It's very easy drinking. It is easy drinking. Of course, drinking. it comes back up a little bit. But
1: Well, yeah, that's the price you pay. <laughs> I think Bud Light is, a, or like light beer in general, is a good really hot day. Mm. You're grilling. You're by a pool. You want something like a little bit of alcohol in it but very cold, you would drink. That's why I like Fino Verge. I mean, I'm not arguing against it. I would choose that too. (laughs) But if you're in America, (laughs) then you can only get a Bud Light, I guess. I guess. I guess. So what else do you want to talk about when it comes to trans icons or celebrities or just folks we know? Well, I
0: think that's a good distinction to make, that as much as we are as a society getting to a place where we do have these trans icons that, can be celebrities Mm -hmm. and win Emmys and all of that. Trans people exist in regular society right next to you as well. And I know for me personally, I've been very privileged to have close friendships with some trans people that have allowed me the space to come and ask questions. Mm -hmm. But it's really also important to know that that's not their purpose. They're not here to educate you. That's not the reason to be friends with somebody So don't have your token trans friend. I'm saying like really serious stuff while I'm belching.
1: Yes, I know.
0: Um, (laughs) But at the same time, it is really important to go out there. And I know this sounds like I'm I'm waffling, but to go out and make friends with trans people and Mm -hmm. get to know them on a personal level and understand their humanity and who they are and why they are. And there's so many different ways to express transness as well. There's not just one way. Like you can't. I I hear so much in the media right now that just drives me crazy about like genital mutilation and things like that. Not everybody goes to that extreme and the people who do have really good reasons for it. Yeah. And so it's really important to have these conversations and allow space for you to listen to trans people talk.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, you made a really good point about, I think, both being aware of and intentional about who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And if you notice that you're only kind of surrounding yourself with people who are exactly like you, try to broaden your circle. Yeah. Just in life. It's yeah. just good, you know, to have people who have different experiences and upbringings and heritage is different from your own. Yeah. Because it's important to, to be aware of that. But also not to have like a token person. Try to fill a role in your life to make you feel like a better person. Or to make someone do the work of understanding something for you.
0: Right. And I know it can feel very daunting to be like, well, okay, it's all well and good to say that, but then how do you, how do you do that? You know, I got lucky because his fact checker slash husband already had several trans people in his life when we got together. And so I was able to become part of an already established family in that sense. But also there are places you can go and volunteer that involve trans youth. And all sorts of things. And
1: absolutely. And if you're on social media, just maybe broaden who you follow and whose voices you, you listen to. You know, make sure that you're trying to listen and understand mm-hmm. and be that sounding board for for people. So seek out those platforms too for trans
0: people.
1: 100%. And you brought up trans youth, which is so important to you. Boyfriend has a nibbling who is trans. Oh, that's wonderful. He does, yeah. How so, old? I think he's around like 13-ish now. So okay. he's young, right? But he he knew this from a young age. And when I first started going around boyfriend's family, I was like, oh, here's my nephew, so-and-so. I'm just like, okay, great. And then later boyfriend was like, yeah, he's trans, da 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 And it's interesting to kind of see how the rest of the family reacts to that. And fortunately, he's in a very loving and supportive family mm-hmm. here. But Spoon's family on the other side isn't as loving and supportive, which is just so awful. And that just yeah. breaks my heart for any child who doesn't have this family support that they should have. Unfortunately, yeah. boyfriend's nephew has a lot of good family support from, you know, boyfriend's side of the family um, yeah. to provide that that space to, to be himself and to live his life as authentically as he needs to live it. But also, I can't imagine being in middle school and being out and openly trans, like oh how tough gosh. that might be from other kids.
0: I can't even imagine, like, Fact Checker came out at the age of, like, 15. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's so young to come out I didn't come out until I was in my early 20s and obviously yeah. we had very different family situations oh sure yeah yeah but I'm it's very encouraging to see that people are being able to live their authentic lives younger and younger now and yes. I know that that's a controversial subject for a lot of people
1: yeah <laughs>
0: but the thing is yeah again go and talk to these people because when you do you'll understand they know and they have known right for a long time. Just, this isn't, this just isn't like, them trying yeah. something on.
1: Yeah, you know, and just if you're a cisgendered person, like I am, I've always known I was a girl and being a girl, and that's fine for me. And if somebody were to tell me, like, no, you're a boy, you're a man, that would have felt very inauthentic to myself. Right. Not that I necessarily fall into all traditionally feminine roles in my life in, in some areas, but I think you know who you are I as know. a core person too, and also there are some some people too who maybe are questioning or who are unsure. Allow them that space mm-hmm. to to be themselves while they figure out what they want in their lives. Yeah, too.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, don't make someone like force like well you're either this or that. Like no, there's like you said earlier. I think there's. A range and a spectrum and just accept that. And And that was such a freeing
0: thing for me to come to understand too, because growing up, I didn't feel like I fit into really either Mm -hmm. or. Mm -hmm. And there were times that I wondered as a teenager, very secretly, of course, I didn't have anybody to talk to about this, but I wondered, am I, am I trans? But I, as much as I identified with so many traditionally feminine things, I also identified with some more masculine feelings as well, and so yeah. it was very confusing for me until I realized, oh my gosh, it doesn't have to be either or. Mm-hmm. This is a spectrum, mm-hmm. and and that's where I fall on that spectrum can even vary by the day. Sure, and that's completely okay. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Like you don't you don't have to pick a side necessarily with mm-hmm. some things. Let people speak to who they are and just. Honor and respect that. Yep,
0: that's what it comes down to. Yeah. As much as I again don't want to bring the Bible into things, just love your. But neighbor. you always do. But I always, you know, I always be Bible in. Just Hopefully, <laughs> be Bible in
1: TBB. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a piece of jewelry. Oh my god! Topher be Bible.
0: <laughs> I would wear it.
1: Honestly, I could get a cute piece of jewelry made for you. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah, it comes down to just loving people. That's it. L-
1: love and respect people, and if you're in a position where you have some opportunities to just be supportive, like if you're in education or if you're a medical professional, just be as respectful as the people you interact with and make them aware that a
0: family member.
1: Yeah, family member. Just make them aware that like you're a safe spot for that person to to talk to and to And to be authentic as they figure out who they are or as they are able to share who they are with others.
0: Because you could be the only or first person that has allowed them that space. And that is groundbreaking, I can tell you firsthand.
1: Yes. And if you're in a position financially to help out with people too, there are a lot of trans organizations that help youth specifically Mm -hmm. who maybe don't have that support and who need that support. So if you have the time or money... And you're able to help out, please, please help out.
0: There's a wonderful thrift store that we have here in Atlanta, and they've got a couple of other locations around the country. It's called Lost and Found. Mm -hmm. And if you are a thrifting person, they've got some great finds, but all of their proceeds go towards displaced LGBTQIA youth who've been kicked out of their families for being trans, being gay, whatever and that's a great place to start because you get to go shopping and do something really fun. Right. But you know that your money is going somewhere really great other than, like, Goodwill or Light. Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll definitely include some great organizations yes. and some resources in the comments for this episode. Yeah. I'm going to belch again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fitting end. You this know, we've got to provide a
0: little bit of levity. We
1: have to. That's what we're known for. <laughs> <laughs> Hard-hitting journalism. Are we journalists?
0: We oh my god, are we? Are we? we? No. <laughs> I would say we're journalists. We're
1: entertainers.
0: We could win a Pulitzer for this episode. You never know. <gasps>
1: oh my god. Pulitzer committee. If you're listening and and we know you are. And we know you are. Give us a Pulitzer for comedy, celebrity food, wine
0: podcasting slash belching
1: oh yeah we got the belting one down yeah <laughs> all right are we ready to deliver a verdict
0: i think that we are
1: okay how are we doing this verdict
0: we're judging all trans people oh
1: my god <laughs> <laughs> that's a tall order for a tall boy I that's can't.
0: right <laughs> all right countdown
1: all right three two one
0: not, not guilty, guilty. The beer, honestly, isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. It goes down really easy.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 light, beer. Nice. it's light beer. It's perfectly nice. Light beer, it's fine. Yeah. The colder, the better, I will say, on like a serving note for Bud Light. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do it with a koozie to preserve optimal coolness.
1: Yes. And Topher's gotten through, what, like eight, nine cans over there. Wow.
0: Yeah, you know. And yet, you're yeah. the Belchie one. Mm, that's true. Maybe you should drink more.
1: Okay. I feel like this is a fun episode.
0: This was a fun episode. It was yeah. educational. Yeah.
1: We, we learned fun. we drank a new drink that we've never done on the podcast before.
0: This is my first Bud Light. Ever? Ever.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You know, I don't drink beer. Where
1: Where are the balloons and fireworks?
0: <laughs> where, are where are the, the
1: Clydesdales?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Bud Light should send us a Clydesdale.
1: What if I was like, tofer look outside and there was a horse like, clop, clop.
0: I would lose my mind. That would be amazing. Don't well, you think the puppies would love having a Clydesdale?
1: Yes. Well, you know how Fact Checker said he couldn't be here today?
0: <gasps> is he outside? Is he wearing a Mounties?
1: Yes, he is.
0: Well, you might want to give us some privacy.
1: Oh, no, we have a garage. <laughs> you're welcome to it. Yeah, not so bad. It's fine. It's Bud Light. You it's know, drinking, what, you get. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting with that. Yeah.
0: Drinking wine, it's drinking beer. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's enough for
0: us.
1: (laughs) If you have any questions, comments, ideas for us, please send them to TrueCrimesAgainstWine at Gmail, TikTok.
0: As well as Facebook and Instagram. There
1: we go. You did it. Cheers. And we would
0: love to hear feedback about this episode, too. If yes. you are trans or you have a loved one, a close person in your life who's trans and you feel like you have a story to share with us, we would love to hear about we'll it. We love
1: it. And if there's something that, you know, we messed up on, let us know, too. Yeah.
0: If you feel like we missed the mark in any any area. We're, we're growing <clears> and <throat> learning and it's yeah. a fun experience.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well... Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. Bye.